What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forge and Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameri Braid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that Ameribraid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to Ameribraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. What's up, everybody? We're back again. It's me, your host, Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks, and I'm here with special guest co-host, Andrea DeLeon. Noah's a little okay. under the weather. Hey. And our guest for this week is Lindsay Creative. Lindsay, hey. how's it going? How's it going? Oh, it's good. going pretty good. How are you guys? Great. Yeah. Yeah, just chilling, uh, wrapping up the week, you know? <laughs> so, Lindsay, you make all sorts of goodies. You make I see you forging, you make jewelry. Why don't you run us through what you do? So uh, I would call myself just an artist and who dabbles, not dabbles. No, that's a terrible word to say. Um, I just can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. So I like to try new things. Um, I do blacksmithing, silversmithing. Um, I like to try new things all the time. Uh, new methods, new techniques, and uh, just keep on creating whatever idea pops in my head. Awesome. I It's partially why I chose, it, tr- chose she agreed <laughs> to, but I chose Andrea to come on as the guest co-host because you guys seem, from my perspective, to be very similar in that you both do a lot of different things. Like Andrea does glass blowing, knife making, jewelry making, a little bit of everything. Um, yeah boundary also, i'm also like add i'm just i think that's like a huge source for me as well <laughs> the yeah, that seems pretty, uh, is is strong it, in our community <laughs> yeah it seems pretty a widespread epidemic in the maker community uh-huh. that's for yeah. sure um not that it's a bad thing because no it's kind, of a, it's kind of a superpower oh but, for real it's an addiction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bad. Like, I'm kind of like, granted, like now I've collected so many tools or and things like that where I'm like, I get sad that one tool gets neglected and then I like, I do this one process for a while and then I switch over. But um, yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen on your Instagram, you do like a lot of like similar things like blacksmithing and jewelry. It's all really cool. You have a distinct style. Thank you. I, I haven't done the glass work yet, so maybe like maybe one day. It's expensive. No, no yeah, I was like, wait, that's that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> as a, as everything is. So Yeah, but it satisfies the pyromania. So yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. That's true. What's the gnarliest burn you've ever got, Andrea, from glass blowing? Um, 
It was when I was in working for Honeywell for uh, doing scientific glass. And um, I was doing a lot of prep. So I was pulling points to do sections of glass. So basically, if you're not familiar with the jargon, um, you get like a tube of Pyrex um, and then you like melt about two inches of it and then you stretch it really long and then that becomes your handle. And then um, that way you can blow into the section that you just separated. So I was doing a bunch of that kind of prep and it was still like I was cleaning off the end and it was still glowing red orange when, and I was late for like a safety meeting or something. I don't know. Uh, Honeywell was very like corporate and like OSHA. So I like rushed to like put it away and like, and I like snagged my forearm um, with it. And so I had like, it was pretty, it was like, I don't know, like. 2000 degrees or something is that the spot right there on your arm yeah but funny enough um guess how i got this new burn Uh, (laughs) i actually did it like the dumbest way i i did it making fucking coffee (laughs) i was like what a champion move like this is how i get burned like wow it was like a steam burn from the kettle so it's like on on the same spot it's i don't know whatever but we're talking the- before the show came on about how a thing with makers, all of us, and it doesn't matter what you're doing, your hands will cramp or they'll lock or they'll go numb. And it's just the workplace hazards, I guess. Yeah. What about you, Lindsay? Sure. Have you ever had any uh, ugly scares, um, ugly burns, cuts? Well, workplace hazards? I do. I can totally relate to the hot coffee incident because I was, I had a, I was making tea and I did something really dumb and I was holding like my mug and pouring the hot water into my mug and just slightly moved it over a little bit and just poured hot water all over my hand. And yeah, but luckily I haven't really burned myself um, forging, which is surprises me all the time. And, uh, uh, I will say this though, um, I used to do group foraging a lot, like hammer ins over kind of near Armand Bayou, which is a local meetup that I do with Houston area blacksmiths. And uh, that's my alarm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I brought my mom with me one time because my mom's also like a metal artist and she wasn't paying attention and, um, had her hot steel right behind my ass and almost like pretty much almost burned my jeans on my butt. Luckily it didn't get, make the way all the way through, but it was, it was almost, I almost got branded by my mom. So that was probably the, the oh, most wow. interesting one. So I just be careful any... if you do a hammer in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. With all that stuff. I think it's so funny that like, out of all the things that I do, like I usually get injured the most in my own kitchen. I, it's like there's something that doing something mundane that you like let your guard down or something. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, definitely in the morning if I'm like not paying attention. But I mean, yeah, I've been lucky to not have any like super gnarly things happen. But um, yeah, the branding thing is pretty real, especially in hammerins. Yeah, that's um, permanent too. That's not it's not just going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have a permanent burn whatever the shape of the autumn item was on your butt. 
That wouldn't be good. I haven't had yep. any real bad ones in the shop. I did catch a. I've broken several belts, and I caught oh, one yeah. across the top of the head yeah. and split myself open one time. But the worst oh, workplace injury I think I've ever had. I was like seventeen. I was working at a KFC Taco Bell, and they have. <laughs> the fryers side by side and then there's a filtering unit in between them that you drain them into and it's got a spout that swivels back and forth and i was filling up a metal pitcher cleaning the crumbs out and somebody was calling me and my my manager was like ryan phone and i went what and i stuck my hand under the spout and uh, that was an ugly one oh yeah grease burns grease burns are gross yeah grease Uh, burns in general are gross um yeah they like kind of bubble up and stuff and then like as like a glass where you have to go back in near the fire and then it's like extra spicy mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like when you shower yeah. with hot water it's like ooh, like yeah but, you know um i don't know i just i don't really pay too much mind anymore about it but yeah, yeah. what sort of stuff are you working on now Lindsay? Uh, well, right now I'm finishing up a collection. It's, uh, kind of based on Elvin, uh, imagery, uh, from like the Lord of the Rings, uh, series and, uh, kind of taking that kind of styling into silver work and bringing in gemstones with that. Um, and, but it's funny is like, cause you're in Texas, right? It's like. Yeah. Right now, it's kind of cool in the shop. And I'm like, you know, I really should work on my forging at this moment because by the time I get into forging, it gets too hot to like work in the like heat because it gets into the like 100s here in Houston. And it gets so uncomfortable that I kind of kick myself for not doing all my blacksmithing in January and February timeframe. So I really should kind of do more seasonal like make like start working my work into more based on the season rather than just what hits me at the moment so I need to be more intentional about that I definitely have been as I've gotten older and like don't have the stamina as I used to uh Mm -hmm. schedule more jewelry type stuff in the summer because I know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) like it is brutal yeah and um last summer I started working for a glass uh shop and it was um you you don't get used to that kind of heat like those furnaces are running at 2000 degrees and you're i mean it's like colder outside yeah totally heat so um it's yeah it's it's kind of smart to be um to schedule your time that way i think especially with weather yeah Mm -hmm. we don't get the kind of heat you guys do up here it's like 90 for a week. Mm, <laughs> well, like how's your winter? Back off. It's, uh, this winter's actually been really mild, but this yeah. winter's how a is, weird one. Was this one here, and it's kind of like concerning. <laughs> I'm like, really <laughs> a nice little bit. Right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're in February. It's, let me check my phone right now. I'll tell you. It is, no, go away. This is awesome podcast material. It's 30 degrees out. It should be minus 15. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This this makes me worry a lot of like what is going to be May like. (laughs) 
August, it, dude. But, mm-hmm. What they say, um, Puxatawney Phil did not see his shadow, so we have an early spring. Um, yeah. I think so. Isn't it wild that, like, nationally we're like, yeah, this rodent didn't see his shadow, so spring is early this year, and we all just, like, yeah. We're like, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. A, a rodent that comes up from the ground. Yeah, culture is weird, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Super there's like weird. other weird, like universal things like that. Um, all I know is that it's hot. Or <laughs> it just yeah. reminds me of the Bill Murray movie. Yeah, same. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Same. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to. I yeah. think they're wicked yeah. cute. Groundhogs are just like yeah. little furry bears. They're, little um, they're a super nuisance, though. Yeah. 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 They yeah. burrow like under your house and under your foundation. You got oh. a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are pretty cute. Mm-hmm. I've gotten also to the point where, like, I, since I teach, I teach some Gen Zers. And when I say, like, reference something like a Groundhog's Day movie, they're like, what? And I'm like, oh my God. Who's Bill God. Murray? What is that movie? Yeah, pretty much, almost, almost. And then while they are working, I'll like pull it up on the screen and like show it to them while they're working because I'm like, "Um, this is a well-rounded educational system here. Yeah. Um, I I applaud that because I think we need to like showcase like some of the cultural references because it's just... I actually, my, I have two kids and I'll like watch, I'll have them watch like Groundhog Day. I'm like, you have to watch this for your, like, this is like a, a learning thing. This is educational. Like, it's it's yeah. part of your education. Yeah. I totally so. agree with that. I had to pull up YouTube and show people MacGyver. Cause I'm like, yeah, you got to kind of MacGyver situation. <laughs> oh. like, what? And I'm like, that's awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're like super young. <laughs> uh, I based my entire life off MacGyver. <laughs> I had a dog yeah. named MacGyver. No way. Really? Yeah. 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 He was a little name. terrier. He's a good boy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I just grew up fixing stuff, and I love that show. I yeah. was like, yeah. oh, that guy fixes it. And Joe Rogan's role on uh, Wings. Was it Wings? News Radio. News, News Radio. Radio. I was like, he, what? He was like the I fix it guy. Yeah, he I don't was, know that one. Yeah. That's a little older, older. Yeah, no, I remember that um, that show. I used to watch it more than I did Wings. He had like a off, like not like a total main character role. He was in it yeah, sometimes he like where the, he was like, like the repair guy. He was like oh, the okay. the comic relief jackass guy, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I that. used to watch A-Team and anytime like halfway through their show, they would have like the making montage where they'll be like welding. Oh right, cutting like (laughs) like totally modifying their van to do whatever, and that was always my favorite part was the video, like the making montage. Yeah, do you ever like see movie like those eighties movies creating montages and be like, that's not how? And then you like now (laughs) that you know how to make stuff, you're like, oh yeah, "Uh, that's not. mm, Oh yeah, (laughs) uh, it's not realistic. I know for sure, like. They had no. They couldn't even tell anyone. They're like no welding with a screwdriver. Knew how to like put a bolt in or whatever. Sorry, I'm gonna like stop that. That I pressed news last time. Amateur hour, Andrew. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they're like welding with a screwdriver, and they just add the weld sparks. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You could tell it's like some like theater kid who was in the prop department was like, yeah, this is how they do it. That's what this is for. Right. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. Working for props is trippy. Yeah. You did that, yeah. didn't you? Oh. Uh, yeah. Everything's fake. Everything's <laughs> 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 out of rubber. Everything. Um, and yeah, how do they like get all the mechanisms and stuff to work? Um, yeah, it's like a madhouse trying to like, they're shooting this scene this afternoon. This console needs to be finished. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, somebody had reached out to me locally. He makes like little local films or whatever, and he's like, "Can you make me a collapsing chef knife in two weeks for free?" And I was like, "No, I can't make you a collapsing chef knife. Period. Let alone in two weeks for free." Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Tight deadlines. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Everything's CGI now. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. That AI stuff's kind of creepy. Yeah, it is. But nothing replaces an old school. I watched Die Hard 2 on Christmas. Oh, nice. And the old school action where you knew they blew up a car to make that happen. Or yeah. they had one take and they blew up a building. And you're like, yep. this is what it, this is the shit. This is way better than CGI. But maybe that's just my age showing. Because I do no, enjoy I old movies I mean, a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I, I agree. I, I, I don't know. I'm 38. Like, I'm 35. Okay. So, like, but uh, the old Battlestar Galactica, like, old school sci-fi. Where you see, like, the wires. where they're, like, Yeah. It's so, like, space. I love it. Where they have, like, fake lights inside the helmets and, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know, the animatronic, like, they have like robots and stuff and it's like kind of very amateur, but like fucking cool at the same time. Yeah. They pulled it yeah, off. They pulled it off. Yeah. And then yeah. for yeah. our generation, especially Lord of the Rings came out and that was the first like mass scale CGI battle scenes where like, yeah, it blew my mind when those movies came out. I was a teenager, maybe a little older. And they were still really well done, though. Like even now, looking at they it, they still you're hold like, up. Yeah, they're they're still really wonderful because you can see a lot of stuff done at at the same time that those were made, and they're just shoddily done. You know, like you're just yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, it's funny to go back in time and like see like at that time, I thought it was like dialed in and super amazing, yeah. and then you're like, oh, it looks kind of dated now. Yeah. yeah, like go back and watch Terminator Two. I remember thinking oh, Terminator yeah. 2 looks so, so legit and then you go back yeah. and you watch it now and you're like this is trash. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's cute. Yeah. How they did right. that. Yeah. All right. Solid movie though. Oh, absolutely. That's another one that stands the test of time. This yeah. is a knife making podcast, kind of... but I mean, <laughs> we do talk about movies a lot. It's kind Noah's of sad cuz Noah is a serious Lord of the Rings nerd like like I'll, if i want to have a lazy day i'll sit down and watch it all three of them back to back that's that's my equivalent of being a lord of the rings nerd he knows the lore i'm surprised he doesn't speak elven at this point like he's deep into it i was like brett i'm like you know 
guys. I'm like, yeah, I know more than you. And he's like, yeah, what's Gandalf's real name and his mother's maiden name? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no idea. I've just but, read the books and saw the movies. That's about they're it. They're badass. They're so awesome. Not a huge fan of Frodo Baggins, if I'm not going to lie. Tried to steal the mm-hmm. ring. It's kind of a bitch. Same was mm-hmm. Game G was the ace on that team. But uh, what do you say yeah. we sneak in an ad here? Show sure. for it. All right. Here for, I'm wearing his hat today, Lawrence Lake. Oh. Hustle and Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Goosesses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh? Eh? Thanks, Luke. So... So, I think we've had enough movie talk for one episode. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know anything about jewelry making or silversmithing. From what I understand, silver needs to be heat treated very similar to carbon steel, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, Um, it's like it's a non-ferrous material. So steel is. Right. right. Like you're not trying to make an edge. You just so it's not so pliable. Right. I mean, you anneal it if you need to. So it's it's just in similar in similar ways to copper. That makes sense. So you don't have to you can it can you can work hard in it. You can uh, and then you can anneal it. um, But it it depends on what you need to do. Oh, okay. Yeah, like uh, as the you can work hard in it, and like the hardest it'll get to is like a really, really I can't remember the exact number, like a twelve mm-hmm. uh, on the Rockwell oh, scale. I know, everybody so just Aww. put it in. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can um, so anneal it like you can carbon steel. So you can got to thermocycle it. Um, depending on which metal it is, you can like you have to quench to soften it. And oh, so um, it's the opposite. So you're quenching yeah. to soften it. Yeah. Um, there's a little sweet spot to do it, um, to do it at. But so it, it's like a lot of the processes are pretty similar, but like the mechanical properties are different. So, um, so like, okay, like when you're softening steel, it's the same. You like heat it up to critical temp and like let it air cool, depending on what steel it is, right? Um, I do that with copper. It's so like, there's so much air in between the, you're basically like changing the molecular structure the same way you're doing in heat treating. So depending on the condition that it's been under, that's where it like crosses over. Um, but all non-ferrous kind of react differently than ferrous metals. Oh, see, I was totally, see, I just learned something. So it's like the opposite. Like you guys are quenching to anneal instead of quenching to harden. Right. And there's different ideas of quenching. Like you, I mean, I found that you don't need a quench to. I'm with you, Lindsay. I'm in the school of thought where I I don't quench, um, 
but in like at my school, they're like, you have to quench. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's people can get really passionate about something that's really minor. Like that's what I find. So you find much, it in the like, life world too, purists. Yeah, it yeah. Has to be, it has to be this way. That's yeah. not how my brain operates, and I yeah. usually tend to just stray I, away from those folks. Yeah, yeah. I, I studied mechanical engineering and and went that route for a really long time, and material science was kind of my focus. And so it's like to look at the grain size between like quench and non quench. It really wasn't that big of a difference. So. Is there a fancy quench medium like with knives, or is it just yeah. like water? Just water. Just water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cheap. I anyways. find that if you like stop when you're doing it, like when you're annealing it, you're basically stopping that reaction from happening if you quench too fast. So mm-hmm. I find that it's just as hard. Like some some of my students, especially, they'll like quench right away, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, well, you just like completely stop like that. Re- the thing mm-hmm. that you're trying to do, you stopped it, right? So, yeah, um, yeah it's kind of weird. I've never done any jewelry or silver smithing or anything, but I've always had an infatuation with silver. Like I collect mm-hmm. silver coins because they feel different in your hand. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like the little six-year-old boy in me. I'm like, oh, I'm a pirate. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I have like a pouch of silver coins. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Yeah. But. I think there's something innate about just being a, like primal, I guess, being attracted to gold or turquoise or whatever, because it's just Shiny been so things. like decades of um, receiving these objects and as like an elite thing. Um, yeah, if you think about it, because for millennia, there was no color. It was browns and, you know, the most color you got was green and blue from the sky and the plants, you know, back in the tribal days. I mean, what's really cool about silver is it does have like a lot of really interesting properties that you don't get with other metals. Um, I mean, you use it in different sorts of um, applications, like biomedical applications and stuff like that, too. So based on its properties, I just think it's neat that it's like an and I think it's neat that it's like an elemental. It's an element. It's not just like. It's not a com- combination of something else. Like steel is a combination of all these elements. And silver in its purest form is silver, which I think is really cool. I mean, obviously I work with sterling silver, which is has copper in it. But I just still feel like that's such a it, – it, it's just kind of neat that way. So, Yeah, there's a lot of crossovers mm-hmm. that I think are interesting. Did you know it was actually more conductive than copper? But it's just too expensive, so that's why they use copper wire mm-hmm. instead of silver for the like all the electrical stuff. Yeah, it makes and sense. And that's it's why probably. We have... Go ahead. Oh, it's it's probably more readily available too. Yeah, that it it's there's more mm-hmm. copper mine mines than silver. Yeah, that's yeah. why the price of gold's gone up because we use it in all our electronics now. All the mm-hmm. cell phones have twenty four karat gold connectors, and <sighs> yeah, yeah. Those guys I who never make whole I'd... YouTube channels on stripping electronics down and getting gold out of it. Oh, that's a good idea. That's I need smart. to do that. Yeah, I'm going to YouTube that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like looked up to because I finally like applied to get wholesale gold, and the price was just unbelievable. It was Did like ninety dollars for like one foot 
of 14 karat wire. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I never thought it would be more expensive than platinum. And here we it's, are. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, event, like I'll just probably work with gold leaf and do cumbu or something yeah. like that. I uh, love that type, like process. Just yeah. the mechanical way that that works is like so yeah. cool. I made some, I made some earrings last year for with using Kumbu and it was so addictive and I'm like, oh, I want to do this. But every time I buy gold leaf, I kind of cringe inside a little bit because it's still expensive. Yeah. 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 I mean, you guys are familiar with Dennis Tyrell, right? Tyrell Knife Works. No. He did a Damascus, I think it was a Q mine. He'll message me later and tell me I'm an idiot, but he made a blade and he put like $5,000 worth of gold in it. Like, you know how they're making copper layered Q mine? Mm-hmm. He made a gold yeah. layered one. Oh, okay. I, I think like, I've seen it. Yeah. Gold probably. loves it made to it. fuse onto steel, dude. Like, it, it, gold, I, like, if you just take the price out of the way it's like a well-behaved child other than white gold fuck white gold. <laughs> <laughs> but um but other than that like i like it there's something about like the electrons that it just like wants to bind to other shit so yeah it makes sense that it'd be great for kumai the knife was beautiful i i was like you better have collected every single little speck of dust from grinding out that blade and sifted the gold out of it because yeah, that's what jewelry is. So do. much, even a tiny yeah. amount now is a significant amount of money. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what jewelers do all the time. You'll always see them sweeping their desk and collecting dust of the metals into like little plastic jars. Like I, I have actually like back here, I have glass jars of all my silver scrap, and. I mean, yeah, even, I mean, silver's not as expensive as gold, but you still save it. Right. Because the really nice thing about it is that even a tiny little scrap, like, you know, a couple of millimeters thick, I can totally use that. I'll melt it down with a torch and I'll reshape it into something else usable. And that's what I really love about it is the reusability of it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's copper is hard. more, yeah, yeah, copper is more of a pain in the ass to like, Cause it, you know, you need a hot, hot, you know, higher heat, longer temps, but silver is easy. That's what I like Can about that it. Down, you mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. I usually add like a smidge of fine silver whenever I'm melting down copper and it just yes. helps to like mm-hmm. cast a little bit e- like easier. Yeah. It's a little that, stubborn, but hmm. yeah, I just, I, I didn't know that was a trick until last year I tried to cast copper. And I threw in like a bit of silver and it was like made this really cool alloy and it melted so quickly. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes total sense. I just lowered the melting temperature of it. So it's great. Yeah. It's hmm. like what they do with solder, right? Mm-hmm. Just add yeah. different stuff in it. For sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a whole bin of copper that I like in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to get one of them propane crucibles and I'm going to melt it down and I'll do something cool with it. And it's just in my way. And I stub my toe on it all the time, but it's like 300 pounds. So I don't want to move it. I, and it's not going upstairs. There's no way I'm going to get it upstairs, but in my day job, I'm a small engine mechanic. So like 
a generator comes in and the windings are blown in the power generation head. There's like 25 pounds of copper in one of those. You wow. probably like send it to go get refined, dude. Get some money. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good point. I could just scrap it. You could. It's like two bucks a pound. Um, I think like a, a jeweler once told me like with the dust that he collected throughout the year for one year, it would equate to like buying a car with that money that Damn. from just the dust man could you That's imagine if up, right? knife makers could i believe do that? it yeah oh that'd be crazy i'm too impatient um <laughs> yeah like i don't know like i i will collect what i can um i usually like do all my jewelry stuff at like where i teach and so like i just like donate it to them um but yeah, like some people think I'm crazy for like after I cast something, like going straight to like they, we have one two by seventy two to just like grind off. Like my time right now is worth more than money, and they're like that's silver. I'm like, yeah, you can have it. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's put a little tray underneath you. I couldn't imagine grinding silver on a two by seventy two. It gets hot so fast. Whoa. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> uh, speaking of grinding, we are sponsored by Phoenix Abrasive. So why don't we play their ad right now? We'll get these ads out of the way. Hustle and Grind Podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives, your one-stop abrasive shop. When you go to PhoenixAbrasives.com, click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator 36-grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact gator belts that the hosts of Hustle & Grind use every day. When you check out, use code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your entire order. Your entire order. So, when you guys... I have this big issue, and I found that it's prevalent in the maker community, no matter what your medium is. And it's that I'm, I'm incapable of relaxing a lot of the times because our minds are like, I have a hundred projects going and I like, even if I don't want to work on this one, I could work on this one or maybe I'll work on that one that I haven't touched in a year. You know what I mean? So our, our brains never, oh, yeah. they never stop. What do you guys do to force yourself to relax or do you just not? I drink. mezcal usually fair enough tequila tequila for andrea relax like what do you mean like (laughs) like chill out and watch a Uh, funny cartoon or a movie or tv show i can't sit still like watching things anymore i get bored immediately like if it goes into like a slow thing i start look at my phone I start writing things um because I have my own business and then I'll start responding back to emails um and then halfway through I'm like oh wait there was a movie I was supposed to pay attention to the plot and um usually like I try to unplug I go for a walk I swim um yeah I guess yeah, that's, that's like, a good one exercise that's when yeah, I very check healthy out. options yeah I check I, out I don't do that often. (laughs) It's like one of those things where, oh, I should do that. Um, What else? 
you know, I play games with my kids. Like we'll we'll do like board games. That's like another thing. Um, oh yeah, Monopoly was doing, banned in my house. I was doing like Dungeons and Dragons with my son for a bit. So we like we met up with a group, and that was like a really great way to like relax and chill out and not have to think about other things. But like a lot of times when I do that, it's a great way for me to let my brain kind of rest for a bit. And it gives me ideas for new things. Yeah. So and you need that. And oh yeah, totally. I'm, for me, it was a big issue for a long time. Um, anyone who knows me knows my sleep schedule is not normal. Like I went to bed at five o'clock this morning and woke up at like 10 because my dog was whining in my face. <clears throat> and I, did, I just, I get the guilt. I just can't stop. And so the wife forced me to start playing video games again. And so it's like, if your wife want, <laughs> wants you to play like, video I games. Ever happened, like, right. I'm force you. That's what I thought in my head. I was like, if my wife is telling me to play video games, maybe I should listen. So I started playing Fallout 4 again. Because it like Bethesda games like Fallout, Skyrim, things like that. There's long periods of time where you're just walking through a digital landscape with like a sword in front of you. So yeah. it shuts your brain off. You're just do, 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 do. and next thing you know, two hours went by and you're behind on all your projects. But I'm it helps. forever behind. So yeah. I've gotten a little better at like coming to terms with the work is always going to be there waiting. And like, I've missed out on so many things because of the workaholic nature. So like now I'm like a little more like, fuck it. Like I work my ass off and like, I notice them when I don't do that balance thing, like, um, you know, the, the work's going to be there tomorrow or within in a few hours even if I just take a, like a little break or just go have lunch with a friend or stuff like that. Like it's a little, I'm trying to balance it out a little more. It's hard, but yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a freedom thing. And like I'm, you're yeah. coming, like it's a self accountability. You have to come to terms with the fact that you work hard enough to deserve some freedom. And sometimes their bodies just make us too. There have been days where, Oh yeah, I just, I just pass the fuck out at five in the afternoon and don't mm-hmm. wake up for fourteen hours. And yeah, yeah, it just happens. My oh, wife yeah, knows, I had last week. <laughs> yeah, it it's yeah. this funny thing. If you see me lay on a couch, I have ten minutes and then I'm snoring. It doesn't matter where I am, whose couch it is. If I lay down on a couch, it's over. I don't know what it is about couches, but they just put me out. <laughs> I mean, that's real. Um... Yeah. yeah, you can make yourself really sick that way. It's happened to me for sure. Yeah, and I'm sure, like um, yeah. Lindsay with like kids, like you're, you know, I'm sure. How old are they? Um, they're like teenagers now, which is oh, insane. Like, how, yeah. how old? I I don't like to like give out my kid information. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I have teenagers uh, too. Are they boys? Yeah, uh, I have a boy and a girl, and they're both very different from each other. Um, my daughter's more into like the metal smithing that I do, so um, so she's like familiar with like she'll come with me to blacksmith demos. Like I'll do like historical reenactment type stuff, and she came and she like 
uh, took care of the coal fire for me while I did stuff. And she did copper work too. So she loved it. It was great. She, I mean, she's not like, she was like, at the time she was like 10 years old when she did it. So she, she's great. Um, But uh, yeah, it was fun. But yeah, I feel like, um, like it used to be when I first started my small business, I would work on the weekends. I'd work at night. Like I was just nonstop going kind of guilty uh, that guilt kind of like, but it's all self induced. It's not like mm-hmm. someone is telling me I need to be here at this time and do no, this you, at this time. It's all self run. Usually and I realize, the opposite. People are telling you to slow down and it makes with me anyways, it makes me want to do it harder. It makes me exactly. want to work more. Yeah. And so I felt like I realized I didn't have any boundaries, like like personal boundaries because like small businesses, it's like, it just kind of started running my whole life. And so I realized, okay, my evening times are like family time. The weekends is like kind of family. Like it's kind of family. <laughs> Cause a lot of times, like if I have like a really shitty week, like things aren't going right. I have to make up that time somewhere. And the weekend is gonna, it's gonna be that time. Mm-hmm. So I might like for a couple hours, sneak away and be like, hey, I'm going to go in the shop. We'll do something later today or something like that. And um, yeah, that's I mean, yeah. and so it happens that way, but it's more balanced than it had been. And I feel like everyone's in a better spot because of it. So, yeah, I, yeah. that's probably where my my ability to inability to fall asleep at night comes from, because during the day, if we need to go somewhere, I have other shit to do. I'll do that while the sun's out. And then after dinner, it's like, I always, I joke, I say I'm starting my night shift and I'll, I'll come out and, and then I'll, I'll beat myself up about not working on stuff all day long because Mm -hmm. I was doing other things. And then, yeah, it's a cycle. It is. We're all mentally ill. It's okay. (laughs) Sure. I know. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'll be working on a project and it will like inspiration will hit me when I'm sleeping and like, I'll wake up and I'm like, Oh, I need to do this. And then I can't go back to sleep. So like three in the morning, I'm getting up or four in the morning, I'm getting up and I'm going into the shop and trying to like work out an idea. And trying to be as quiet as possible because, like, it's, like, in our house. Like, so I'd wake up the whole family. But there have been times when I have really weird sleep cycles where I, like, become, like, a really weird morning person, which I'm not. But this stage of my life I'm in, I've been waking up at, like, weird hours. So, like, four in the morning. It's so bizarre. But... Might as well make use of it because no one else is up and it's actually like pretty perfect. Yeah. Well, a lot of fitness freaks. Like, lean into yeah. it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of fitness freaks will wake up at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Because they say they can get a full workout in before anybody else is even awake and probably probably works on the same level of our brains as mm-hmm. it does oh, for us sure. The neuroticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The neurosis yeah. of, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent, yeah. Uh, back on back on kids, you mentioned right. that they're total opposites. That's super well, I interesting. Say opposites, because... yeah. I wouldn't say opposites, but like 
they just have different interests. So yeah. Yeah. My my sons yeah. are are polar opposites. They're, oh yeah. And they're they're a year apart. So it's like Oh wild. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you know, there's always that nature versus nurture argument where it's mm-hmm. like, but some things are just in yeah. some people and some people are just different from all people are different. Like my totally. older son, he loves games, video games and computers. And like he wants to, <clears throat> he's going to college to make video games. Shout out to Nate Walpole. He's a professor at that college. But, and then my awesome. other son wants to do art. And like, what, what kind of art? He wants to be a tattoo artist. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm, I'm loaded with tattoos. And so he's seen me his entire life. And then, both of my brothers are tattoo artists, so he's like, uh, in his, I know in his mind, he's like, I got an in because my uncles yeah. are tattoo artists. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got someone Has to he... show you the ropes? That's like half the battle. Has he done any tattoos yet? No, he's 16. Oh, okay. I mean, that doesn't mean <laughs> I know. Like, I was like, my friends were giving tattoos to each other at 16. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a very strict dad. Uh, actually <laughs> yesterday was the first time I ever heard him say fuck and it's because he didn't know that I could hear him he was like had headphones on on the Xbox with his friends and he's like fuck I'm gonna die and I was like what <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very strict dad just because I didn't I didn't have any kind of like structure mm-hmm. growing up like I was just a fucking Mowgli just out there being wild mm. mm-hmm. is what it is they're both well adjusted boys so I suppose it it worked. I think That's yeah, good. discipline's great. Yeah. They smell though. Teenage teenage boys. Yeah. Well, I yeah. hope I didn't smell like that. You did. Oh, yeah, I'm sure did. I did. You know you did. I'll yeah. put we my head did. in his room and we I'll be like, did. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Clean this room. I sound uh, like I'm a geezer now. All the things I used to hate adults saying to me, I say, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> damn it. I'm turning into my parents too. It's scary. <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's a natural cycle. Yeah. 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 I I definitely like my like I hear my mom's voice come out of me whenever I'm like being stern or strict with my kids, and I'm like, oh shit, I sound like my mom. That's <laughs> wild. So yeah, it's worse when I sound like my dad. That's when I'm like. Oh, well, see, like, <laughs> my mom is my mom was an art teacher. And so she would use like her teacher voice on us whenever she was like disciplining us. And so like her teacher voice would come out. And so now I have a teacher voice, even though I'm not a teacher, like it's it's there like my. And so it'll come out whenever. And my daughter told my husband, she was like, I don't like it when mom gets mad at me. Because she gets really quiet and uses a really quiet, serious voice. And it's scary. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's my teacher voice. Yeah. It's the quiet teacher voice that's the scariest. Yeah. I don't like yelling. I'm a yeah. look kind of dad. Mm-hmm. I give them the fucking, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> that's, like then... a te- that's, a, that's a teacher look. It's the same thing. Yeah. My eyebrows like, mm-hmm. yeah. Bro. Eyebrows. Yeah. My wife's the voice raiser, especially at the dogs. Ah, what are you yeah. doing? I'm like, it's a dog, honey. Shut <laughs> up. Leave him alone. 
He's a big goof. <laughs> Have you seen pictures of my Vernie lately, Andrea? No. Let Mr. Vern. The listeners are going to hate this segment, but. They're like, I uh, can't see the dog. I don't know what, you, what you're talking about. I can't see. I have a blue tick coonhound named Mr. Vern. And he's just a fucking dope. Aww. Oh, my God. Oh, so cute. <laughs> dangling his ears. Yeah, yeah, we just took him to his one-year checkup at the vet. Yep. Yeah, I find it interesting, and I've got two females on the show right now, so I'm going to bring this up. When we have our female vet, she encourages us to neuter him. The other day was the first time we had a male, and he was like, is he mean? I was like, look at him. He was hiding under the bench. I'm like, no, he's not mean. He's got a mean bone in his body. He's fine. Leave him intact. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you guys are really throwing mixed signals at me here. This is crazy. I feel like if you know why they do that procedure, then you know when to apply it to your situation, right? So it's like they remove it so that less testosterone, especially when they hit puberty, they get a little rowdy. Um, He's nuts. He's destroyed two couches. Oh, wow. Well, then, you know, that's like, that's on on you to decide. But if they're chill and docile, like BJ's doesn't have his nuts and he's like the like dopiest sleepiest i can feel the love through instagram when i see your dog i'm like i never met that dog in my life and i just want to boop him he's such a good boy he's so yeah i bring him to work a lot and he gets a lot of attention oh he must love that yeah he does Vern's weird because it's not like a all the time psychoness like i got in the shower one day i was the only one home so how long does it take to take a shower? 15, 20 minutes? I come out of the shower and the whole back of the couch is torn apart. Oh, no. We have a cat tower for our kitties. And same scenario. I took a shower, come out of the shower, and one whole leg of the cat tower is gone in pieces all over the house. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. I was right in there. What are you doing? But we'll leave him alone if we go grocery shopping for a couple hours and he's fine. It's like he's pissed off. I'm in another room of the same house. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? The first couch he destroyed was funny because he lost his toy under it. And it was like a spare couch in like a sunroom we have. Mm. And he decided to go through the couch to get to the toy. I mean, he was desperate one way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a good boy. He's got that hound. Boo. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with my brother the other day and he has German shepherds and it was the first time in a long time I'd heard a real dog bark because I have two hounds. So both of them bay. They don't bark. They just boo, boo. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare. <laughs> like pizza gets dropped off. But yeah, I was like, dude, it's so weird. You know, I haven't heard a real dog bark in a long time, but I'm just a hound guy. I like hounds. They're funny. Yeah, they are. They're cute. He hides under the bed. That's like, I call it his cave. He sleeps under there. So he'll sleep underneath the bed, crawl all the way to the wall. And I sleep against the wall. So I'll hear him snoring through the mattress. (laughs) I miss that. I used to have a pug and she snored. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I think I just love like squishy alien misfit weirdo puppies. Face dogs. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or uh, we have a shop dog at work. She's a Frenchie named Penelope. Oh, yeah. And she's just like every every step she takes, mm-hmm. she snorts. So she's like, yes. Yep. I'm like what the fuck? I'm, like, I'm not even quiet when they're not around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm an auntie to a Frenchie. Like my brother's dog is a Frenchie, and his his dog's name is Moose, and he's just got the smushiest smushiest face. And he's such a great dog. Like, he doesn't bark. He's not, like, aggressive. He's super gentle with the kids. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, he's, like, a, but he's, like, a vacuum. Like, if if something falls on the ground, it's gone immediately, which is kind of nice. You don't have to clean the floor. Oh, yeah. No, we have to make the delivery guy clean up any cardboard that comes in because she'll eat cardboard. Yeah. She'll get bored and, like, just start munching a box. Like, no. <laughs> come on dog but frenchies were bred to be like companion dogs like lap dogs so it yeah. makes sense like their temperament is so wonderful but yeah. my coworker who breeds them she's a breeder dog okay. they're like four thousand bucks a piece like, wow i didn't know man. that i'll take yeah. a, i'll take they're a shelter expensive. mutt any day yes please yeah. Jeez. yeah mutts are the best mm-hmm. yeah beetlejuice is a mutt he lo- he looks like he's like uh, part lab, part pit bull, part maybe Aww. a little bit of something else. Part puddle. Oh, <laughs> those are the best. Yeah, this is what my listeners get. Noah is Noah We're just was going to talk on, about animals. <laughs> exactly. Noah was brought on the show as a wrangler because I'll talk about South Park and aliens and animals and my favorite movies. And I don't care who's listening. Sorry. I love you all. But yeah, it's just it is well, what it, he's um, my wrangler. He's the tarred yeah. wrangler. Sorry. <laughs> what, what have you like? Are you working on anything like knife wise that is like challenging right now? I'm doing the biggest batch I've ever done at the moment, and I feel like I'm super behind on it, even though I'm not really that behind on it. Um, I picked up a second restaurant, so I nice. they ordered seventy steak knives. To open the restaurant with. Um, They're all AEBL stainless. I started today's day nine and I'm ready to grind post heat treat. So, do you heat treat yourself? Mm hmm. Cool. I have trust issues. No, I mean, that smell makes sense for sure. I feel like this is. I just don't have space for a doer in my shop, you know? Yeah. I don't have a doer. I have to do the, I have to do the cheapo home freezer oh gotcha yeah so, so my wife wakes up in the morning and there's 72 knives in my freezer <laughs> do you have you know? any special ways Jeez. you do like batch work like that like that seems like a lot um so i i have two this is the second restaurant i do now the first one is high carbon steel and they want them etched like black so it's kind of a toss up between the two, but it's, it's mainly like you have to do every step all at once. Yeah. Or I guess you have to right. do every knife, every step. So, you know, yeah. like the one step where you're profiling, you have to do it 70 times. Right. Or, right. Yeah. Yeah. Production style pretty much. Mm-hmm. Cause at, at the point where you have 70 knives out, you have no room to do any other step or even the focus. Right. I mean, it took me, yeah, so I, I bought it in sheets because I'm on a time crunch. I only have three weeks to do the whole thing. 
And so I bought it in sheets. I cut it out with an angle grinder. Oof. And that sucked. It was 22 discs. Yeah, dude. Oh, what? My really? Sh- my shop insane. was disgusting for like two days afterwards. Oh I hate God. the smell of angle grinder disc. Yeah. Um, And then just profiling was five hours on the grinder. I don't doubt it at all. Yeah. And then drilling That's... holes and yeah. wrapping with foil packs, 72 knives, 72 wow. foil packs, zero cuts, everybody. What? And I do a, I do a bare. No I do a barehanded. Wow. If I use, if I Me have too. gloves on, I'll cut myself because I can't feel where the lips are. Yeah, yeah. So barehanded, so we yeah. go. In my yeah, but opinion. I cut myself every time I use that shit. I wrote sharp as fuck on the box, just in case like oh, somebody's no. ever in my shop and looking through stuff. Uh, yeah. That stuff is dangerous. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I did hit a hiccup. Like I got thirty knives in, and then the coil in my oven broke. Mm. And so I lost a day fixing the oven, but I fixed mm-hmm. it and made it better. So I guess it's, it is, yeah, I got, I made it four inches longer and, um, I did the coils a different way. So they heat more evenly and I noticed a big difference. That's but, all. Hmm. Yeah. But that's just like my oven was running for seven hours to do the mm-hmm. probably total seven hours to do the 30, then fix the oven, then do the mm-hmm. 40. Yeah. Yeah. 40 remaining. But yeah. Nice. Not looking forward to that light bill. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. So yes, I'm doing something very challenging. And it's so like the first restaurant, they like having it the pieces a little rough. They they want everyone to be unique. They want random scratches. They want like little facets on the handle. It fits the whole motif of their restaurant. This guy doesn't. He want like to hit a price point, we had to come to a, like a agreement. Like you're not going to get mirror polish. You're going to get satin finish. Yeah. You know, Shit to on hit the price polish. Point, I mean, I, yeah. I applaud the people that do it on knives, but I, I think it's a waste of time. Cause yeah, the you're minute gonna you look at it and it's going to look scratch. at it or breathe on it, it's going to scratch and look different. And it's like, it's meant to be used. So, right. I don't know. I, yeah. yeah. It's a flex. It's like, I get it. Yeah. yeah but it's a flex. I think the brush selling, finish makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Or if you're selling like $5,000 chef knives, mm-hmm. somebody yes. wants you to, they want to get their money's worth. So even though it's yeah. going to scratch, they want you to mirror polish mm-hmm. it. I can understand that. We're yeah. trying to hit a low price point for, you know, a restaurant that's just opening. And I was like, I can't mirror polish them. It's going to double the time the knife takes. It's going to double the price. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was some concessions there and, whatnot and i have to electro etch the name of the restaurant in it mm, that stuff like that it's like mm-hmm. a little mini buoy oh cute oh kind of yeah it's I like love uh, making those. that's like my jam yeah <laughs> I don't like tiny one. buoys they're in they sound cute on the other side of the room they're behind me but yeah what kind so of restaurant it, is it like a like a barbecue or steak or they're both italian restaurants <laughs> like close to each other this guy found me because i make knives for the other one and he eats there oh so it's like gold coast new jersey apparently there's a lot more money there than from where i'm from but they did send me a big box of meat the other day that was pretty nice of them sweet because they're like a butcher shop he's like you ever tried wagyu and i was like nope (gasps) 
He's like, I'll send you some. That's the good stuff. Yeah, so I got some Wagyu, some ribeye, and some Italian sausage. I love Italian sausage. And I cooked that up last night, and it was the best Italian sausage I've ever had. I know I Mm. couldn't afford it. I know I couldn't. If I, like... Yeah, he goes, you should come eat at the restaurant. I go, I can't afford to eat there, bro. He's like, <laughs> like it's one of those sense, types dude. of places. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm like one lost sale away from not paying my mortgage, dude. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the artist struggle. It's the right. life we choose, though. Yeah, I had to have a conversation with a coworker of mine. She's like younger in her early 20s. And like, it's... I don't mean to be sound condescending, but it's it's cute how naive she is. <laughs> like she's like, I think I'm gonna quit this part time job, and like, how do you do it? And I'm like, do you see how many jobs I have? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, and I th- I think I remember one time when she was helping me like deinstall some stuff, and she's like asking me how I do it, and I was like, on that particular day, I was like in a mood, and I was like, you grind yourself into the fuck pavement <laughs> just, <laughs> I, was so dark. I was like i'm so sorry but it's true like you have this like romanticized illusion of what it is and um i'm like go ahead like go for it like sh- you know mm-hmm. do it and but it's also like the reality of like she's young like i had to think about mm-hmm. like okay retirement and um, I don't have that in or health insurance or anything like that. So it's it, it'll come with time, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. She'll figure but, it out. We yeah. all did. We all did. Yeah. I still yeah, have sure. a part time job. I made 280 something knives last year and I still work four days a week. You have to. You. Uh, I mean, it, let's say. Like, yeah. Let's say 200 of those were made within three months. What are you going to do the rest of the year? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Film at time. Yeah, it's crazy, but somebody's yeah. got to do it. We mm-hmm. artists have existed all throughout history. We're yeah. here yeah. for a reason. Yep. Yeah, I don't think I could. My life would be so much easier if I could just let go of the art stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and like less, way less overhead. Like I would be like coasting. I'd be like fine. But here I am, stubborn as fuck. Like, <laughs> like oh, no, yeah. let's buy more tools. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll like talk with my artist friends uh, that live locally. And we always were like, you know, wouldn't it just sometimes just be easier just to get an office job and we actually make money <laughs> and not have to work as hard. But then it's like, but we would like, really hate everything like just yeah that would i would be, be miserable i oh, would be might. miserable yeah, yeah my ahead. office job friends are all getting laid off right now too and they have nothing else to fall back on oh yeah. wow you know? i yeah. like knowing that i can hustle like i just need my tools order some steel i can like make money out of thin air exactly and um they yeah, you just have to they, work your ass off but that's all right yeah it's it's, it's funny you I, say it that way, Andrea, because it's basically what we do. We make money out of thin air. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, it's a trade trade skills. I'm always advocating yes. for those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For real. See, see I was tricked because I have two brothers that are tattoo artists. And if you've ever witnessed the life of a tattoo artist, it yeah. looks pretty fucking dope. 
Yeah. They, yeah. they make their own yeah. schedule. They work when they want. They make assholes yeah. of money. There's never That's a shortage of machines, business. Baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like I'm fucking tired. Let's make They're like, money. you can do it, bro. It's awesome. You have all this freedom. And I'm like, what? You guys make $125 an hour. Work as much or as little as you want. There's never a shortage of work. Mm-hmm. But you have homework. That's the only downside. You have yeah, to like work outside of work. Yeah. I I was in my underwear out here this morning. Not to get weird yeah. with it, but you know, it's my no, I mean, it's it's your house. 10 you feet away from my house. Yeah. yeah. And I have a big privacy fence. So like I can walk it from the shop into the back door of the house and nobody can see me. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I did that I mean, on purpose. I've got, as I've gotten older, I'm like, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Enjoy the show. I don't care. <laughs> like, it's, I, a, it's a little I more can. socially acceptable for you, Andrea, than it is for me. I, I, mean, I guess, but there's a lot of perverts too. So I have to like just choose to like ignore that shit. But yeah, I'm, like, I'm sure dude, both of you guys' experience experiences pay, like live. And like if I want to be in my underwear in my house, I'm going to be in my fucking underwear in my own house. Like I pay a lot of mm-hmm. money to be here. Like fuck everybody else. Fucking creepers right. out there. I'm sure you guys' Instagram experiences are totally different than mine. I'm sure. They're, I probably never get the kind of messages you guys get. I do get dozens and dozens and dozens of fake accounts of my hidden requests asking me to go on their OnlyFans, though. I, hmm. I get that, too. From chicks. Do you? It must be automated. It must be yeah, automatic. Or robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I get the bots. They usually just, like hit my stories a lot and like everything and like check out my stories and all that stuff. But I mean, honestly, it's more of like the comments than DMS that I get. It's like, like really you feel like that's okay to publicly put out there. Okay. Just, and I I just just don't, I don't reply anymore. Oh yeah. Well, there's that, but I usually just like, if someone's being like really crossing a boundary or, or being a, dick or or just any kind of thing where i'm like i'm calling you out i just screenshot it and repost it and then the internet oh, yeah. takes care of it it's kayla really cummings when she was on she said that she used to get a lot of dick pics because oh, she was yeah, on I'm like sure naked did. and afraid and all these shows oh, she's yeah. like been out there in the public eye and she would screenshot them and repost them and i was like yeah. you're fucking crazy <laughs> yeah that's nuts that's smart but they get what they deserve yeah so yeah I mean, I I did that. Uh, the last one I did that screenshot, I reposted it, and yeah, a lot of people came at that person. And I don't know, like I feel I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, you get what you deserve, but at the same time, I just don't want more drama in my life. And I just was like, ah, eh, I won't repost things anymore because I just don't want to deal with it. I don't yeah, want. Then like, then you get the like other level of creep who wants you to repost it that too like i don't and and i feel like sometimes they do that so they get more whatever and whatever. i just don't engage anymore i just i'm like i i don't have time for you yeah, i unfortunately I just don't, don't have, have to deal with it as much lately i feel like either meta found a way to filter them out in an efficient way or i don't know i just haven't i haven't gotten any like rude shit in the past like six months or so that's it's good. All been very supportive. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. The internet is a disgusting place. I don't know if you guys know this. Is Even it? so, tell me more. Like a little bit, a little while ago, 
uh, last October, Joe Rogan shared one of my reels. And it was just oh, cool. me shaving. I have his face tattooed on my leg. I'm a Brogan. Proud of it. I don't give a fuck. And uh, I, was sh- I just got done sharpening a knife. It was like 3.30 in the morning. I had like Mexican blanket looking slippers on. And I just like, I'm like, I'll make a video. And there was tape on the blade. You couldn't even see the knife. And that was the reel he shared. The comments on that were so brutal. It's so good that I have thick skin. Like they were like getting onto my personal page and messaging me like on my actual post, not his post. And like one guy said, that looks like the leg of a guy that has a Joe Rogan tattoo. <laughs> yes. It's like, fair enough. That was a good one. Appreciate that. Good but, one, yeah. 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 I mean, don't have don't people have better shit to do than troll? <laughs> I think I really the only mm. fix for it is to remove the anonymity, the, the whatever the word is, the anonymousness mm-hmm. of the internet. Like yeah. make it so you can't make and an Instagram account that isn't you. Mm-hmm. You know, or your yeah. business. You know, you can't be like whatever golf player sixty seven at you know, you can't be that guy. You have to be Danny McBride or whatever, whoever. That's probably the only cure for it. Because that's where the that's where it comes from is people feel safe. Accountability, having accountability yeah. for yeah, that's because there's no accountability. Do I think people of, should be arrested for Facebook posts? Absolutely not. But we should know who said it. You know, yeah. You should it is it's a scary slope. Internet's weird. We never had to deal with this growing up. I showed my son a video of a, of a concert from 1999, not a cell phone in sight. Everybody's talking to each other. They're socializing. They're looking each other in the eye. I was like, look at this. He's like, that's weird. Now people are like, uh, having dinner with like those virtual reality things on their heads. Have you seen that? Oh my God. No, I haven't seen that. What is is it? Is it like, so you eat with friends and then you're. No, it's just like people out in public. I've been seeing a lot of videos out in public wearing the VR. I don't, I don't new technology stuff. Like people in those like self-driving cars wearing them and stuff. And so like, it's like that idiocracy is like slow. It's like happening. It's here. Yeah. Very dystopic. For sure. Did you know, speaking of idiocracy. If you notice, everybody in that sh- in that movie is wearing Crocs. Yes, I, I think heard we had about this conversation this. last time this I was on. Oh, yeah. did we? Yeah, oh, we yeah. Did. <laughs> they picked Crocs because they thought nobody would ever buy these, and it's yeah. only the shoes that an idiot society would wear. And then Crocs became like the shit. They were like the biggest yeah. thing going. Yeah, and I think it was like a brand new company too. Like it wasn't like they like no one knew about them at the time. Yeah, they were a startup mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They are comfy. Yeah. I hate to admit it, but they are comfy. I know. <laughs> when I worked in kitchens, I wore Crocs. You do you, man. I think yeah. as long as you own it, you know, who cares? Go for it. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. judgment. That was uh, when I got my hand tattooed. That was like a big thing in my mind. I was like, am I going to cross this boundary? Because for the longest time, it's like, if you have visible tattoos, you're a piece of shit. And uh, I was like, it came to a point where, I, like like you said earlier, where we have fallbacks, we can create money out of thin air. I was like, yeah. I don't need to rely on a nine to five anymore. So 
I'm just going to be me. I'm going to do yeah. it. That's what I want to do. I agree with that philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's also My kind wife of like if an it. employer doesn't want to hire me because of that, then I don't want to work for them in the first place. Yeah. Exactly. I, had a, I actually had one of those situations at work. Um, I was manning the counter because uh, the parts guy went to work or went to lunch and some old timer comes in and he goes, can you help me? I have a mechanic question. I go, yeah, I'm a mechanic. He goes, you don't look like one. I was like, anyways, I was like, what's your question? And uh, he goes, you don't look like you can help me. And so I pointed this eight master certifications right on the wall with my name on them behind me at work. And I was like, that's me. What's uh, what's yeah. your question, bub? And then by the time he left, it was like I could tell he felt bad, but it's like you're such a dick. It's like oh. why you gotta? I'm like what? Because I, well, I wiped oh, my yeah. face and you saw my hand tattoo. You're like, right. This guy's a piece of trash. It's right below. Yeah. It's right below my wedding ring. That counts well, for something. This right? happened to you, Lindsay, where they they just see your gender and you're like, you can't possibly oh, help yeah. me, sweetie. Like I, move I get comments all the time. You don't look like a blacksmith every time. Like actually last week I went to a Texas blacksmithing conference and I, and I was asking where it was to this guy. And I was like, Hey, do you know where they're having the conference? I'm trying to find it. And he's like, you don't look like a blacksmith. And I'm like, so I'm not yeah. <laughs> like, I was like trying to answer that in the not least rudest way possible. Um, it and, is like, a... and I was and I said, well, what is a blacksmith supposed to look like? That's what I I t- asked him. I'm like, so what do you think a blacksmith supposed to look like? He's like, well, he's like big and burly. He didn't say a man, which I was really surprised about. He's like tattoos because they all have tattoos. I was like, oh, really? Okay. He wanted to say lesbian is what he wanted to say. Because <laughs> well, you uh, you know what I mean. I was like, you should like... show you should show him Elizabeth Brim next time. Just be like oh, yeah. this sweet old lady with zero tattoos. We'll kick exactly. some of my favorite. Yeah. She's amazing. Women. She's great. Yeah. Steve Schwarzer's yeah. wife. She does amazing work. Laura. Oh, yeah. 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 I met her yeah. in person at Blade. She's so nice. It She's is a the reality though. Fucking person. Like when Noah was like, hey, I'm sick. He told me I was overthinking it, which I might have been. But I was like, I have to pick somebody to co-host that I trust also. Because most of the knife community, we don't know each other face to face. Yeah, And I don't want to bring in some guy who who I'm an acquaintance with online, but he's got a good personality that makes Lindsay feel uncomfortable. You know, so these are like legitimate thoughts I had to go through my head because I am a bro. And I know how bros are and we're animals. You know what I mean? It is what it is. It goes back to that testosterone thing. And so it's like, yeah, Andrea, she's the one. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad. The one. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Super stoked. Um, yeah. Especially because I can definitely nerd out on. I didn't know you were in material sciences. That actually makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. It makes a lot I of mean, sense. When like I just randomly came across a bunch of blacksmiths in the woods over here and happened like I didn't really know (laughs) yeah that'll happen (laughs) I know (laughs) it was a Houston blacksmith group and I had my daughter with me she was like two at the time and I was like oh like this is pretty cool what do you guys do and they're like oh yeah we just meet up once a month and we do blacksmithing and at the time I was doing my art I was like illustrating a children's book at the time and I wanted to do something more than just what I was doing. And I was like, this looks amazing. Like, this is totally like 
marrying what I love, which is like art and like material science and steelwork and all that stuff. And um, I mean, I'm, I met up with them like the next month and they were amazing. Like they were like the best, uh, like these are older men. They're probably in their sixties and they're really welcoming to me. And they were my mentors for, I mean, they still are like my mentors for years. So they're not on Instagram. They don't do anything like that, but they're, they do some really cool stuff. That's the, that's the gentleman generation. The guys yeah. who are in their 50s and 60s now, they were raised to be gentlemen and that women should be yeah. brought up on a pedestal. I come from well, the, like in between of that. And then now the new generation, there's no such thing as gender. So it's like, well, it's, it's, it's more of like they treated me. They didn't give me special treatment like everybody else. They treated me with respect and I treated them with respect um, because they were they weren't assholes. <laughs> Right. They were. Yeah. They, I mean, I've been, they, like, I've been treated me shops, like a human being. Like blacksmith <laughs> shops where like one out of the, all of them is like fucking belittling me. And I'm like, dude, yes. I'm just quietly working in the corner. Like, what the fuck's your problem? Like, yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Um, it's, when I teach, especially beginning uh, metalsmiths uh, in the jewelry world, like mm-hmm. I focus a lot on the material science because like they don't, they, a lot of people come in expecting that it's just going to be like arts and crafts and like fun. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, this is anal and like scientific and like work. very precise. And like, you need to know what's happening in the properties of the material in order to get mm-hmm. it to do what you want it to do, or else you're going to be pulling your hair out of here and like crying and like, just like, and this is also an expensive thing like if you don't have you know it's a high overhead industry so like get ready to throw down they're like yeah. there's so many tools and flex shaft tools i'm like have you seen any ju- like actual jewelers bench like have you seen the amount oh, of incredible yeah specialty tools too not not stuff you can just go buy at harbor freight no yeah no um, yeah so yeah anyway like knowing and then like blacksmithing is so like inductive Mm-hmm. So that too, because you're like, oh yeah. yeah, every single material has that property, including wood, including plaster yep. and ceramics, whatever. Exactly. Right. And what's what's really interesting was when I did mis- like focused on material science in my college years, a lot of it is just in your head. It's not like you're actually, I mean, we took a metal, like we took an actual like lab where we did welding, you know, all that stuff but you didn't really fully apply it to like making something. Um, I mean, you could take classes and stuff like that, but when I made some knives for the first time, I was like, Oh, this is all making sense to me now. Like all the tables, like heat treating tables, all that stuff, just um, grain size, all that made much more sense when you physically do it rather than just looking at a table because it just makes it more real. Oh, I see that tail wagon. Yeah. Oh, cute. He always like headbutts his way into any any room. There he is. You guys see him? Mr. Yeah. Beach. Yeah. Look at him. He's just a boy. How old is he? I think he's eight, seven or eight. Aw. He's so sweet. Yeah. He looks spry, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's a good boy. Chill. Yeah. He he will headbutt his way in any like and wake me up in the morning just like butt his head into the, the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi. But, but yeah. What do you say we wrap this up? Andrea's got sure. a heart out in ten minutes, so I don't want to right. rush her and it's been a great episode, guys. Yeah. I appreciate you both coming on. For sure. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. We'll get you back on when Noah's on and it's a little bit more organized. Um, <laughs> he keeps he keeps me in line. So but right on. Well cool. I Take care, it. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, it was great meeting you, Trey. Don't close out Bye, your guys. page, Lindsay. Sure, no problem. Okay. Bye everybody. Bye.